Welcome to another edition of Pod Jerky. I am your host, Tom, a.k.a. Director Awesome, and I'm joined today by Master Impressive. Yes, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while since we've done an episode together. We've uh, had to do some solo episodes uh, because we've had some uh, different guests on, so we've uh, just kind of uh, switched back and forth to who was taking each guest. Absolutely. Our world domination plan is coming along nicely. We've been working on our own avenues in the background so pretty soon it's going to intersect and then watch out boom it's on <laughs> and we're gonna say the word winning oh big time <laughs> winning a lot of stuff going on some big announcements coming up it's pretty interesting right now these uh these are some crazy times but there's some good news coming out of everything so a lot of people are working hard behind the scenes and there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to so subscribe keep following us there's some really 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 big news coming down the road yeah we've just been working with a whole bunch of people in the squad so thrust og from toronto is the uh, mc hip-hop artist there's big stretch there's uh dank Harve. there's so many other people whitey don frankenstein hip-hop who am i missing here i know i'm missing a whole bunch of people we got we franklin lao we've got dj despair Yeah, there's a whole bunch of other people that are in the squad here, but it's interesting because when we started this whole podcast thing, we we came up with the idea to do a Canadian music series, and we had reached out to quite a few Canadian music artists just to ask permission to use their music clips in specific episodes that we were doing about them. So we had reached out to Chuck Claire, Socrates, and Thrust, and all three of them got back to us, and Thrust actually stayed in contact with us, and told us about all of these uh, projects that he was working on, and it was pretty cool. So we kept communication with him, and we ended up working a little bit more with him and trying to help him promote his new stuff that he's coming out with because the new stuff that's coming out is going to be very big. He came on and said, I have like big announcements to make. We know what they are, but he hasn't really made those announcements as of yet, and we're not going to share those or spoil those for him. We're going to wait and let him make the announcements, and then we'll share all of those announcements for you. So we stayed connected with Thrust and we ended up uh, doing all of this stuff with him and uh, working on on certain projects with him. And that led to us actually connecting with Big Stretch and Dankly Harv and Whitey Dawn. And today's episode, we're actually going to be sharing an interview that we did with Big Stretch and he's actually from Toronto. Such a gentleman, uh, was fantastic on the interview and this guy is a seven foot rapper from Toronto and his stuff is great. It's it's fantastic music. And we're hoping that in the future, when his EP drops, uh, we'll be able to share all of that stuff with you as well. He became connected with Thrust, you'll hear in the interview as well. That's the association that we got with him uh, to get him on the show. So we have him on uh, this episode. And then the next week's episode is most likely going to be Dankery Harv. And then the episode after that, I think, is going to be Whitey Don. So we're pretty much showcasing the squad, trying to help them and trying to get their music out there and trying to get new listeners for them so that they can tune in and uh, hear these great Canadian artists and the actual talent that these guys have. The interview that I just did with Dankery Harv, by the way, he mentioned Big Stretch and everything that's going on in the background. Not in detail. We just went over it just in general very briefly. But these interviews are going to be good. And there's a lot of cool information. Yeah, there's some big announcements coming up. Let's just put it that way. But we won't let the cat out of the bag. However, the interviews that we just did are really cool. So please tune into that. If you're a music fan, if you're a hip hop fan, please do yourselves a favor and tune in. 
even with Dank. He goes into his association with Thrust, T to the D, Toronto to Detroit. He's talking about also his own music, Dank Reharve, uh, his association with Jay Dilla and the Dilla Camp. It's really cool. There's also other interviews that we're going to be doing in the future, and uh, we're not going to let those out right now. We're not even going to talk about those now, but there's a lot of cool stuff on the way. So hang in there, tune in, subscribe, follow us. It's going to get interesting. It's starting to cook. As Dave Harvey says, it's starting to cook. Be cooking up over here. We're going to take a quick break to show some love to another podcast. Let's take a drive down. Let's take a drive down Tangent Avenue. Hey, I'm Bryson from Tangent Avenue. And I'm Tasman. From from where? Uh, I think I. Oh yeah, yeah. I got this. I know this one. Yeah. I know this one. It's uh a podcast. Uh, it's called Tangent Avenue, and nope. I I Wrong. think we cover a topic every Wednesday. Does that does it sound right about so far? I don't like this. I think it's on Tuesdays. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, we cover a topic every single Wednesday, ranging from conspiracy theories to historical events to people of outstanding whatever. Uh, weird we... shit, really. Outstanding weird shit, like Alistair yeah. Crowley. Alistair Crowley. Elron Hubbard. Hubert. Hubert. Elron Hubert the Hubbard. Yeah, I know uh, nothing about him. That's that's all you, man. Yeah, that's me. That's me. Yeah, we do a Enjoy lot that. of weird, cool, fun stuff. Uh, we hope we hope you join us. Uh, it's it's a fun ride. We have a lot of fun. We hope you will too. Uh, yeah, Taz hopes you have a lot of fun. <laughs> Alrighty, let's take a drive down Tangent Avenue. You know, it, it it was actually fun because when we started this, this is not what we expected to come out of it. And and again, we're not patting ourselves on the back. We're not trying to take credit for anything that's not ours. Uh, this is all hard work by the squad that they have done. Uh, we're not just jumping on the bandwagon with them. Uh, this is not something that we had expected to happen. We just kind of reached out, like I had said, and things just ballooned from there. And again, we're trying to do a few things for them and they're still communicating with us. And you don't expect that when you reach out to somebody to have uh, like, you know, you, they, they answer you back and they'll give you information and say, Hey, here's a bio that you can write up a blog for, for me, or yes, no problem. You can use our music uh, clips in your episodes, but we never thought that the communication would continue past that. And these guys all seem like really down to earth, really cool dudes. So, I mean, it's been fantastic and it's been really fun actually getting to work with all of them uh, in terms of doing some podcasting and doing some advertising for them and trying to help out in any way that we can. I know we're not a huge podcast, but I know that we're not actually our our numbers aren't huge where we're going to get, you know, millions of followers for them. But I'd like to think that we've helped a little bit in a in a small way where maybe they picked up a few new listeners and a few new fans that are going to, you know, tune into their music now. The main thing with us is we were actually invited to join this collective to work with these guys because they liked our work so much. It's all original. It's true to the form of pod jerky. Basically, what we do is we try to help out and promote those who need it because these guys do good music. And it really pisses us off that the industry in general, and I'd say the media machine at large, just basically neglects their talent and a lot of the talent that's running in Toronto these days. So the main thing for us is, and again, we're not getting paid for any of this. We're not making any money off this podcast. We're doing this 
just because, right? We want to help these guys. When I was talking to Dank, I said that we wanted to see them succeed. And I guess I should have uh, specified that in terms of this particular venture right now, this collective, this collaboration amongst all the artists. Individually, these guys are huge. Dank Reharve, huge. He's been doing this a long time in hip hop, just huge. Thrust, same thing, huge all on their own. And now they're working together. They're coming together. They've initiated this new thing, uh, T to the D, Thrust OG, this relationship back and forth that they've built over the years, you know, between the US and Canada, working on different things, coming up with different plans. They've been working on a lot of things for a lot of years. Basically, they've been off the radar, but they've always been there and they've always been active. And now, trust us when we tell you we are privileged to a lot of uh, information right now, and it is going to get crazy pretty soon, like big time crazy. Actually, DJ Premier just gave Thrust a huge shout out just this past week, I think. Yeah, it was this week, and that's huge because DJ Premier is massive uh, over in the U.S. as well. And on the Sirius XM satellite radio, he actually played his new single uh, that came out, and and that's huge for for Thrust. And we couldn't be happier uh guy's a good dude man he's really uh, working hard uh we see the time he's putting in we see the hours he's putting in and it, it's just fantastic and we want to see them succeed just like you said we want to see them succeed because they have done so much in the past 20 years just alone to try and get their name out there and again they're very you know they're known artists they're very successful in their own right and that's the point that Dank was trying to make. And, you know, I get it. We totally see it. Now they're basically bringing all this firepower together in one brand in this new venture. And it's huge. Yeah. And and we can't wait. And, and I hope that everybody that's listening to this episode is going to pay attention. We keep posting little messages on Instagram or in Facebook groups and saying, you need to listen it's coming. Don't sleep on this. Things are going to blow up for them and they're going to be really, really big and, and no one else deserves it because these guys have worked so hard for it. And I hope nothing but the best for them. Also, I wanted to mention, so there's the relationship that Thrust OG has had with DJ Premier in the States. Um, and it's been, I think, going on for at least 20 years, if I'm not mistaken. And DJ Premier has always been a big supporter of Thrust here in Toronto because Thrust has had a very special relationship between Toronto and Detroit and New York, that whole scene. People in the U.S. know who Thrust is, and we're trying to get the people here in Canada to know who Thrust is. A lot of people do. Those in the know have absolutely been following Thrust since day one. He's the original G on the scene here. This guy knows so much and has been so active and so involved in the hip-hop scene. Some of the research that we did on the episode with Thrust, Chocolair, and Socrates once we started digging, we found so much information on Thrust. It was something to soak in, something to behold, just because you would find out how active and how involved he is in basically all the areas and how busy he was. He was doing all sorts of things. He still is in terms of business, promotion, who he was working with, his plans, things like that. There's also a shout out to DJ Eclipse. There's so many people involved right now that we don't even know about. 
So if I'm missing anybody, apologies, but uh, everything will be brought to light very shortly. And of course, we're going to be linking to all of our posts on Instagram, our website, our podcast, everything. So like I said, don't sleep on Thrust, man, because uh, there's a lot of great news coming out of his camp. So hang in there. Yeah, definitely 100%. So without further ado, let's get right into the interview with Big Stretch. Thank you for tuning into this episode, and we will catch you on the next one. Next one up is going to be Dankery Harv, and that's another great interview that we had with another squad member. So thank you very much for tuning in. I'm Director Awesome. I'm Master Impressive. And we are out. Welcome to another edition of Pod Jerky. On today's episode, we have a recording artist, Big Stretch the Demon Slayer for you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. All right. All right. So I, I guess we're going to start off with uh, the name. Um, where did the name Big Stretch come from? Big Stretch. Uh, that name came from way back in the days, man, when I was like a young kid going to uh, um, middle school. Um, right about the grade eight, around the grade eight time, going into high school. Um, I was always a bigger kid, right? I was always a bigger youth than the rest of the youth. Then. And uh, one of my homeboys, we were outside playing basketball, and he just said, yo, we should call you Stretch. And the name Stretch stuck first. And when I got into like high school, getting out of high school and stuff like that, being a little bit more mature, uh, they just threw the big on it. I threw the big on it, and then I got big stretch. Nice, nice. Now, how about the Demon Slayer? Oh, the Demon Slayer. Yeah, okay. Uh, I got that by um, my boy Klima Gore, actually, uh, from Riviera Regime, which we're also in a group. Um, we're also in a group called Riviera Regime Music Gang with me, my boy Klima Gore, and uh, Benny Brahms. So, uh, basically, I met him on tour back in 09, about 10 years ago, and um, just by being uh, uh, two dudes coming from the West End of Toronto, sharing similar life experiences and stuff like that. You know, we connected and uh, kept it tight and stuff like that. And when we got off tour, um, you know, we still hung out and everything like that. And just working on my artistry, uh, I never had a name or anything like that yet. You know, I knew I was going to roll with Big Stretch, was open to other ideas and you know, he was like, how about Big Stretch the Demon Slayer? And I was like, you know what? That sounds just about right. And yeah, it was history from that. Nice. So you go back to the days of uh, basketball, I guess, through uh, high school or elementary school. And you had offers from Brandon University and also the Canadian national team. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, uh, coming up, um, I played a lot of basketball. Uh, you, you know, I liked it and stuff like that. And then... And, um, my size was uh, very useful, being seven feet. So I came up in the era with like Jamal McGlure. We we're like the two guys talked about the most in Toronto. He played for Eastern Conference. I was in the West End, and we we're just the two guys standing around the same height, same age. And um, basically, uh, the Brandon University offer came when I was in high school. Actually, um, one of the scouts flew out to. I went to West Humber Collegiate in the Etobicoke area. One of the scouts flew out to see me and uh, gave me an offer, but I was real young. I was like 18, you know, still out there in the streets, you know, hanging out with the friends and stuff like that. And um, didn't fully take the offer, but uh, I was open to it and went and checked it out and stuff like that. And then the Canadian national team, um, my first daughter, actually, who's going to be uh, 20 
November 6th. She was going to Humber College and um, she was going to daycare there. So I'd go there and pick her up and drop her off. And Jay Tirano, who was actually the coach at one time and assistant coach of the Raptors, actually would see me here and there. And he knew who I was just through the, the word of mouth and through the grapevine. And he also gave me an offer to, to try out for the Canadian national team and, uh, and, and play for them too as well. Yeah, that must have been pretty exciting. Yeah, well, the offering opportunity was, but like I said, once again, being young, you know, not really fully aware of the value of what you have and the size and how it can help you later on in the long run. Um, when you are a little bit older, uh, there are opportunities that passed up too, but, um, you know, it was good just to actually be into that cipher and be spoken about and actually, you know, have those opportunities anyways. But, um, you know, it is what it is and everything's for a reason. So I'm here right now still using the size and height to entertain still. True. Very true. Very true. So when did you when did you start to get into music? You probably have always been into music your whole entire life. But when did it start to get into something that you wanted to pursue? In 2011, actually, because uh, in 08, I started um, actually uh, working with a promoter out here in Toronto that was bringing artists and DJs. And um, it was about 08. I got caught up with the law, you know just being a product of your environment and stuff like that. Like I said, I grew up in the West End, you know, on the projects, uh, out in Raxdale there. And, um, you know, you're young, you get caught up as you grow up coming up in life. You see the reflection of what's going on around you and stuff like that. And like anything else, you know, you get involved. So <clears throat> basically in 07, I got caught up with the law. Fortunately, I was able to keep myself out here on the street, beat that, put it behind me, and then just wanted to change my life around. Was tired of what I was doing and um, knew I had more potential to do something else than just being out in the street and stuff like that. It was like something I've, I've done and I've mastered and, you know, you mature and you grow up from that. And then I had a kid at the time and I was like, you know, it's not all about me anymore. I got to think about that and be out here on the road for her. So... I started doing security. One of my boys told me, because I, I would speak of it all the time, that I wanted to change my life around and do something different with myself. You know, I passed up opportunities in the past, but it's not too late. So then one of my boys actually told me to go downtown to a spot called um, Andy Pooha and actually just do security there with them, just just be paid to hang out. It's like, yo, you still can get paid for your size, even though you're not bouncing a ball, you know? So I went there, I was, you know, well, one day turned into being there seven days a week. And it was, you know, it was my full-time gig. And they had a hip-hop night on Tuesday. So promoter passed by, and he was like, he was promoting a show for KRS-One and MOP. And he was like, you ever do a security or personal bodyguard for rap artists or DJs before? I said, nah. And then he's like, here, take this flyer. I'm doing security for KRS-One and MOP. This Friday, meet me at the Royal York Hotel downtown, and we'll take it from there. So being worked with guys like KRS-One, MOP, she Gluch, Cormega, Ariza, working with them and sharing similar life experiences as those guys. And like what you said, being hip hop anyways, growing up in the culture, those guys actually, not them themselves, but just like everybody I worked with would always be like, yo, you should write and record music just because of the attention I got from people out there and people thought I was doing it anyways. So yeah, that's how all that started. And then in 2011, actually, um, I had my first... Uh, a track that I was featured on with my boy Klee Gore called Spiritual Wisdom. And that was the first collab track I'm featured on his track called Spiritual Wisdom. And it just started from there. Yeah, just started from there. We're going to take another break to help out another podcast. Hello, all. 
My name is Amber, and to put it lightly, I love to read. I also happen to love podcasts, and so I've decided to combine these two loves and share them with all of you in my bite-sized, bi-weekly book review podcast, The Book Nerd Diaries, where every other Friday, I talk about the latest book I've crossed off of my endless to-read list, and just generally act like the major nerd I am. Whether you're a bookworm like me, or are looking to get back into reading, I invite you to head on over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app, and subscribe to the Book Nerd Diaries today. I promise you won't regret it. Thank you, and I'll see you there soon. So who were some of your biggest influences getting into um, the hip-hop genre, I guess? My biggest influences, I would say, growing up in the 90s era, listening to guys like The Hit Squad, like Daz Effects, Redman, EPMD, Karis One, MOP, um, you name it. And even going back a little bit further, like uh, Brand Nubian, um, even on the West Coast, Souls of Mischief and those guys, Cashman, those guys, like, you know, that type of funky style. Those are my, like, real influences. Yeah, you, you and I grew up around the same time frame. I'm in the 90s. I was uh, listening to all of those artists as well. I grew up in Rexdale as well. Uh, okay, I, went to school, I went to school at uh, Finch and Martin Grove. Benjamin um, Microgrove. Where's that? Elmbank? Uh, it, it was uh, it was called Marion Academy. Academy. Yeah, Marion Academy. All yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. You're right across so the street. That, from that me. Was, yeah. So that was uh, that's where I was. High school. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I grew up listening to to all of those artists as well. And uh, I, I can say that the rap game now uh, is so different than it was back then. Um, this the stuff today. I don't. I don't relate with compared to the stuff that I was listening to growing up in the nineties. Right. Um, some of the artists are a lot different now and some are just, just out there to push it onto the social media and not really care about the actual art form of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So who are, who are some of your favorite artists that you've actually had a chance to work with? I would say to start Karis one and MOP. Those were the first dudes I I, I worked with and I spent a subscription, Angel amount of time with them too um because karis one before the show we like spent all day doing open panel conferences and and um motivational speeches and stuff for up and coming youth and troubled youth and stuff in the royal york hotel we spent like one day doing all of that and um so working with him being a guy that i actually grew up listening to you know on the block when i was out there doing my thing and uh mop too it was a you know it was a good time working with them too as well because uh, little fame actually he was real cool like right away off the bat like he gravitated towards me like i remember even um after before the show we actually did an interview with much music in the royal york hotel and then um like i had the big truck too i had the suv i had the denali and you know i picked him up from the airport we went and got a bite to eat and stuff we we're doing those interviews and then at uh, in the evening late evening everybody went back to their hotel rooms until the show at night and uh fame was like hey yo stretch where you going i'm like i'm just gonna go grab a bite to eat we were downtown i was like i'm probably gonna just go cruise downtown grab a bite if you need anything y'all want to go on the road or whatever hit me up and he's like nah come chill with me and so we chilled in his room i chilled in his room with him all night until the show uh we were watching the raptors game um he was mad tired though he ended up knocking out in like a couple minutes but he was like hey my my gift basket you know I don't mess with that stuff. You could have that. And it was cool because one of my friends even called me at the time when I was there with him. And my boy asked me, yo, what up? What's regular conversation? What are you up to? I was like, I'm here actually with uh, Fame from MOP, like doing the security with them. 
He was like, yeah, right. Fame was like, yeah, give me the phone. And he was like, hey, yo, Jaybird, what's up, man? I called my boy by his name. And, and it was just a real special experience, you know? So working with, so I would say working with um, MOP. Uh, Cormega was cool, too, working with him, because he also, like, he comes to Toronto a lot and been coming here since, like, time. So just to hear him mention like certain hoods and certain places, like, hey, yo, what up with all my Janet French niggas? Or what up with all my Rexdale niggas? What's going on? Like, it was, you know, it was a cool thing to see that he actually acknowledged uh, certain parts here in Toronto that were, you know, that are, are known for, for putting Toronto on the map as well. So, you know, working with guys like that was a good experience. So our, our mutual connection is right now is thrust. Uh, that's how I got uh, through to you guys. Um, right. And he's kind of got like the, the squad going. How did you get involved with that? How, how did you, I, I guess, meet with thrust, uh, start collaborating with thrust uh, and, and all the other guys, Whitey Don as well and Dankry Harve, um, all right. the guys there. How did how did all that happen? OK, um... That was pretty interesting, too. Okay, so connecting with Thrust and actually linking up with Thrust, that was through Whitey Don, actually. And um, Whitey Don I had known previously from working down at the pool hall there because they had a hip-hop night on a Tuesday night. And he would come through just on regular nights, too, and just, you know, chop it up. We'll, we kick it. We'll talk. And for a white guy, you know, being involved into reggae and knowing the history of it, too, and stuff like that, you know, we connected on a level. And he would always come around and just give me dap and just show me respect and, and talk to me and stuff like that. He's older than me, too, you know. So you'd always get knowledge, come around and stuff. And then... um we kept it cool. And I didn't even know he was an artist. I didn't know he worked with Karis One and, and all these other guys and stuff like that. Fife, Dog, Rest in Peace, Chip Fu. I never knew. He never spoke about it. He was so humble about it. It was my boy, Queen McGuire, was like, and I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to go check my boy Whitey Don. He wants me to go chill out with him at his crib. And then he's like, you know, he was signed to Jive, right? And I was like, no. So that's how we kind of connected. And then, you know, after that, like I said, we kept the cool and stuff. And then he had the video with Thrust, Skylarkin, and he wanted me to come through and actually do a cameo role where um, he said something like blaze a fire and I blaze a torch. And he wanted me to do that and come down. So I came down, uh, did that. And then from that, uh, met Thrust on, on set. And we just kept it tight, kept it connected. He took my map, I took his. And yeah, that's how we ended up uh, being tight together. And um, yeah, and then we just got in the studio and just started doing some work together, man. You know, and, and a lot more special stuff coming up that I can't speak about. But um, yeah, that's how we connected. Yeah, it, it was pretty interesting because when we started uh, this podcast, we actually reached out to Thrust and just said, hey, listen, we're doing a Canadian music uh, episode and we want to know, can we just use your music? And then it just kind of was a built a connection from there. And, right. and, I, and, you know, and I grew up listening, you know, uh, do they understand from thrust? And then, yeah. like you said, Whitey Don uh, had uh, Artical from uh, Fife Dog right, and Chip right. Fu. Oh, sorry, not to, not to cut you off. Sorry about that. But Dankry Harve, just because you mentioned him, my nigga Dankry Harve, I met him on set too. And, okay. you know, it was just it was just yeah. all up, man, you know. But go ahead, yeah. as you were saying. Well, well Dankry Harve is actually doing a show with my co-host right now. So he's doing a recording oh, with my show host. Shut up, Dankry Harve, man. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I grew up and I listening to that and... And, and it was such a big thing on Much Music had the Rap City that was going right. on. And I used to tune into that all the time. I still have a six hour VHS tape uh, <laughs> with tons of music videos on it because I was just obsessed with watching uh, Rap City because right. I, I just was a big fan. So, yeah, but, uh, you know, reaching out to Thrust 
and saying, hey, can we use your music? And he turned around and said, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. And then just kind of built this connection where, you know, we're trying to help them out. We're trying to promote. And, you know, we we want to do the same for you guys, too. So uh, whatever you guys need, you know, we we uh, we're willing to help out with anything you guys want. We're going to take one more break to help out another podcast. We know that there are 100 podcasts out there, but you think you found your favorite then you haven't because you need to head on over to the right buzz we interview iconics authors brands and so much more we also have a free monthly magazine that you can download every month so come on over to the right from 2019 the song rap titan that song was kick ass you want to talk about that a little bit um rap titans yeah um that was a track posse cut track orchestrated by my boy Klee McGore. And um, yeah, it was his total idea to, uh, you know, put the artists that were featured on there. And um, being down with him and his label as well, Landmine Entertainment, uh, I was fortunate enough to get a slot on the track, which uh, Rap Titans is a spinoff from a previous uh, posse cut before that called Raps of the Titans uh, with Swollen Members, PMD from EPMD, my boy Klee McGore, and a few other artists too on there. Can't really remember off the top of my head. Yeah, so Rap Titans is a spin-off to that, kind of like a part two. And then you release Make Way for the Bad Guy as well in 2020? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, my whole family's on the grind, so I'm crime-related. There'll be no questions asked, don't debate it. Drugs up in the system, like Alex Rodriguez. You know we smoke the best, Jamaican weed could set. It's a product of my environment, that's a real street test. You couldn't walk a day in my shoes, probably get laid rest before you know it my whole family's on the grind no need to show it original rule boy number one poet watch how we reap how we sow it we keep shining like stars always stay glowing crime related patiently waited got the license reinstated overshadowing you punks in the dark you faded my wrist stay blinging my teeth go plated you bound from team to team rookie being traded in the off season committing treason leave you bleeding the regime will have you killed for the slightest reason you're all a bunch of fucking assholes that's a release that's a single release right now you know that's uh gonna be off the album called make way for the bad guy by the group of ours revere regime music gang me clima gore and benny brahms which is dropping this fall we're just working on a few mixes right now and um just cleaning it up and getting the artwork together and stuff like that for promo so yeah that's going to be dropping soon too as well and then you have a solo ep that you're going to be releasing do you have a date for that as well uh yes no i don't have a date for that but yeah i do have a solo ep i'm going to be releasing as well uh called the demon slayers coming i don't have a date yet only because uh still finalizing some tracks still mixing mastering some tracks you know i got my boy uh Rick Shaw from Slept On Studios working on some of the production for me too as well. Shout out to Navi the North. He's on some of the production. My boy Klee Gore is working on some of the production. So just pulling everything together right now. It's like the body of work is laid out and recorded. Just putting the finishing touches 
on it. But I do. My birthday is coming up December 9th. And me and Thrust were talking, and uh, probably I'm going to let something off for my birthday, just a single to the album, to the EP itself. So that's as close as a date I have right now. So, But I ain't rushing, you know. I gravitate my time with it and make sure it's done properly. It's not a school project. It's not doing the morning. And I'm going to be doing this, you know, to the wheels fall off. So it is what right. it is. Right. So tell me a little bit. I, I always ask uh, any artists that we have on here if they're from Canada. Do you find the support in Canada hard to get in terms of listenership or any kind of support for that matter? Uh, do you find it easier to get your music out in the U.S.? Yeah, I would say it's more easier to get it out in the U.S. because um, don't get me wrong, you have twice as much people doing it. So it's not like easy as that. But like seeing how the U.S. and New York is the mecca of hip hop where it comes to, you know, the foundation and shit like that and then you got all the big buildings out there too hot 97 this that shape 45 it's not like they're on some separate planet somewhere else they're right over there so if you can be there you know i think you got better shots and opportunities and they got more radio stations too like right that will play underground music as well as far as up here is where what do we have 93.5 and uh 98.7 i think and, you know, they're only going to play that, that bubblegum shit, the stuff where um, they feel is going to get the most played and most views. You know, they ain't going to really be playing real street reflected stuff. You know, guys like us that are kind of like CP24, just reporting what's like the news, reporting what's going on in, in the streets, whether it be current life experiences or experiences, you know, people went through, you know, they don't want the truth to be heard like that. So, but in the States, you got guys that will still give you a shot and if you walk up in the building, they'll probably be like, Hey, yo, listen, you available at five or tomorrow and they'll give you their air. You know what I mean? Cause they're smart about it too, in a sense where it's content for them as well, you know? And it may just be a new discovery that day they're, they're breaking out as well. So, yeah, the scenery is probably a lot more easier there, I would say. And then the whole state was it 52, 53, whatever the whole the all the states, you know, you can you can do shows and hip hop lives in all those states. Canada is like basically just the southern part of Canada, you know, and that's it. So there's a lot more people there. Well, well I always say there's a ton of talent in Canada. Excuse me. There's a ton of talent in Canada and a lot of it goes unrecognized. And and I know quite a few talented bands or musicians uh, that have tried and gone for the shot, but just haven't gotten there. Um, And I I wonder if they were in the U.S., if if things would have been different for them. Yeah. Well, if they were, it could have been, but it's hard to say because uh, you still got to push and promote and and you still got to work hard and do what you do. Right. But um, there is more opportunity, though. Definitely. There is more opportunity. All right. So uh, without getting into too much information, too much detail, because I know you can't give away everything. Just let everybody know uh, what you have in the works right now. Uh, I know working with Thrust, there's some stuff that we can't say, some of that stuff. But personally, what's in the works for you right now? What do you got on the go? What I got on the go right now, like we just mentioned, um, that Riviera G Music Gang album, Make Way for the Bad Guy, that's in the works right now. Supposed to be released this fall. Um, the solo EP that's in the works right now, uh, releasing this year or very early next year, but you will get a single or a snippet out of it this year. There's a new mixtape out right now, uh, Murder Machine Mixtape 2. Shouts out to my boy, uh, uh DJ Gruesome from Ottawa and, uh, my boy Hoban, uh, BPLA. He's from California, from Cali. They put this mixtape together and, uh, 
I was fortunate enough to be featured on this mixtape with uh, some other heads on there. Like um, you got uh, Sun Doobie from Funk Dubious on there. Bumpy Knuckles is on there. I'm on it. Ill Bill's on it. Bunch of cats are on it, man. I think uh, Benny the Butcher is on there. Uh, I think Ghostface is on it too. There's a lot of heads on it still. So that's all right now. It was released October 16th. You can listen to that on SoundCloud. And um, that's about it, basically. Yeah, that's what's up right now. Cool, cool. So, so why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, where they can find your music, uh, give us your socials, where they can link up with you. Yeah, well, you hit me up on Instagram, big underscore stretch underscore RMG. You hit me up on Facebook, Stretch Diesel, big stretch the Demon Slayers fan page, uh, Twitter, big stretch. You know, you hit me up there, social media, and keep connected and. And and just see what I'm up to, man, and what's in store. Awesome. So we want to say thank you very much for coming on today, giving us a little bit of your time. Uh, if there's anything else that you want to say, uh, feel free to do so. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'd just like to say thanks for um, reaching out to me and, and considering me being, uh, you know, a guest on your show. I highly appreciate that. And like I said, I want to shout out a couple, shout out to my homies like Thrust, Whitey Don. Dank Rehive. Shout out to my boy Rick Shaw from Slept On Studios. He's actually here in the studio with me right now. My boy Clee McCord from Riviera Regime. Benny Brahms, who's out in Bed-Stuy right now from Riviera Regime. Uh, who else? Who else? Nabby the North. Big him up too because he helped me out on some production with the EP coming up. Man, these things are so hard, man. It's like going to a grocery store. You know, you're going to forget something on the list. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. Anybody else I didn't shout out? They know what time of day it is, though, man. They know I got love for them. So basically, yeah, that's it, man. Awesome. So thanks so much for coming on. Uh, great conversation. Great getting yeah. to know you a little bit better here and uh, getting your music out. Uh, hopefully, yeah. uh, everybody that's listening here, go and check out Big Stretch. Go and check out his music. He's got his EP coming out, and then there are some projects in the works right now yeah. uh, that you will all find out about uh, at a later date. So everybody tune in and subscribe and go and check out Big Stretch's uh, music and uh, try to hit him up on Instagram. Uh, follow, like, subscribe, do it all. Yeah, Such a gentleman. So. Thanks so much for coming on, and uh, we will talk to you in a bit. All right, man. Sounds good. I appreciate it, man. appreciate you guys down there, too. Here we go now! Hot Jerky.